loves the truth? Who hates lies? Why do you believe them then? <laughs> Anybody believe a lie today? Oh, I did. You want to hear my lie, I believe? Thank you. Whoever said yes. Bless you, Rick. Something happened to me yesterday evening. I got a bad case of something. It's a serious illness. It's called grumpy-itis. And there's something about being grumpy-itis and then adding the beautiful little gifts that the Lord blesses you with. I happen to have six of them. And they become the targets of grumpy-itis. I've already asked them to forgive me. They already know. But I woke up this morning, grumpy as ever. So I'm sitting down, and immediately the enemy says two things. What kind of father are you, and how are you going to get up and preach today? And guess what I started to go along with? You are so right. How can I even think to tell these kids what to do? These adorable little kids that I've yelled at for the last 15 hours. And then come and preach to these people who know that I'm perfect. No, I started to, and immediately the Lord's like, shut up. Seriously. You know what the truth is. You either step out in what you know, or you will be destroyed in what you think you're hearing. And so I began uh, immediately, I called everybody over for a little family prayer meeting. And of course, the kids are really anxious about that. But they come over, come over. Lord Jesus, forgive me for my attitude. We just give today to you. Let's move on. Praise be to God. And begin moving in the fact that I can't do it, but he can. Amen? Now, here's the thing. We can believe lies, and we can believe lies, and we can believe lies, and we can let them destroy us, or we can get hold of the truth. And the truth is what the Word of God says. Amen? What I want you to do, we're going to try to move as quickly as we can. I need you to turn with me quickly to James chapter 3. What happens is this. We get a lie in our head. Everybody say in our head. We get a lie in our head, and if we're not careful, that lie drops to our heart. Everybody say our heart. And the worst thing is then, when that lie drops to our heart, as the word says, out of the overflow of the heart, the what what happens? The mouth speaks. The mouth speaks. I'm having a little problem finding James. That's real pastoral on me, isn't it? Chapter 3. I'm going to just move through this. I'm going to skip around. Uh, I just want to make sure we get in, 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 in the mindset here. Uh, uh, start with verse 3. When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, verse 5, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. Verse 6, the tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life. Holy cow. Sets the whole course of one's what? Life on fire. And it is itself set on fire by what? Folks, I want you to hear me because I'm going to have to go a million miles an hour here. When you speak, 
Now it's just like this. I stand on a roof. I rip up a piece of paper and I throw it in the air into the wind. And then I say, go pick up all the pieces. Are you going to be able to? No, the pieces lay all around and it can hurt. We've heard that really, really ridiculous little nursery rhyme. Sticks and stones will break my bones, but words never hurt me, right? Ridiculous. Put up by some guidance counselor 25 years ago, I guarantee you. I was one for a while, by the way, so I can say that. But you try to make people feel better, right? Wrong way, because here's the problem. Words don't just bother you because they hit you wrong where you're weak. And, you know, when I was a kid, they called me fat. Well, I already knew I was fat. I didn't like being fat. Tell me, call me fat, it would do what to me? Hurt my feelings. Well, yeah, that's one way that words do you in, right? You can hurt people with them. But here's the problem. Words don't just stop there. The Lord gave human beings above all other creatures on earth the ability to do something that oftentimes we don't have an idea that we're able to do. That is the ability to affect the spiritual, everybody say spiritual, everybody say spiritual, to affect the spiritual world with our what? Did you hear that? You can affect the spiritual world with your what? With your mouth. You say, what are you talking about? Well, right here in James chapter uh, 3, verse 6, says it corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire. It is itself set on fire by hell. There's already that spiritual connotation. There's a connection between the tongue and the spiritual. Who's with me? I can't lose anybody today. I really can't. I need you to just bear with me on here. See, words have power. God spoke. Oh, he did what? God did not sit around on creation day eating a candy bar thinking about creating the world. God spoke it into existence. God spoke the world into being by the power of his words. Hebrews 11.3 We are made in whose image? Who resides in us? When we, re, we surrender to Him, the Holy Spirit. I love also in Luke 137, or 138, it says this, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, this is Mary talking, Be it unto me according to thy word. In other words, she was saying, God, let it be because you said so. You spoke it, let it be. What was she talking about? The virgin birth of the Messiah that was going to uh, begin in her womb. Because he spoke that into existence. See, Proverbs 12.6 says this. Like you might want to jot that down. Proverbs 12.6. Our words have the power to destroy and the power to build up. And I'm not talking about nice little, you know, you look so nice today. You should feel good about yourself, Cherie. Yeah, that lasts all about three seconds. Until somebody gives her a dirty look and she spends the rest of the service wondering what they were, what their problem is, you know. No, this is not about telling you how nice you look. This is not about trying to make you feel better or make you happy. All through the Old Testament and in the New, and it's still a practice in the, in, in, in the Jewish community, what do fathers do with their sons? They bless them. And not because they sneezed but because there is a transfer in the spiritual from the Father to the Son through the what? Oh, you missed me. You missed me. Everybody's like, what's he talking about? This is a bridge. 
spiritually from me to who? This is a bridge spiritually from me to me and from me to you. Spiritually. Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life. You're like, what are you talking about? Those who love it will eat its fruit. You love using your tongue to declare life? You eat a fruit of life. You love to use your tongue to declare death over people in your, lo- your own life? You'll eat death. I gave anybody's attention yet? This means that you have the power to speak a word and bring change. In other words, you will eat what you speak. The outcome of your future is a byproduct of what you speak, either good or bad. Now, what are you saying? Oh, everybody, real quick, Ezekiel 37. We're going to get into that crazy book, Ezekiel 37. Everybody turn quickly with me. And as soon as you get there, let me hear you say amen. Ezekiel 37. Ezekiel 37. Amen. Everybody there, Ezekiel 37. This story may be familiar with to some of you, others it may be not at all. Verse 37, the hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord, and he set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor. Bones that were what? Very dry. Why would they emphasize that they were very dry? Because they want you to understand that these bones aren't just dead, they're really dead. There's no life in these things. They are really, really dry. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, Sovereign Lord. And I love Ezekiel's answer. Ezekiel doesn't say, Yeah, absolutely, or no way. He says, Only you know. Who likes that? Only you know, Lord. I don't care if it looks impossible. You just asked me a tough question. Only you know the answer. Verse 4, then he said to me, prophesy. Does anybody know what prophesy really what prophesy really means? It means to declare what? What? To declare whose truth? Over a situation or a person. Look at that husband next to you, wives. When did you last declare truth, God's truth over him? Or when did you just really feel like slapping him? <laughs> Husbands looking at your wives. Anybody looking at your neighbors, friends, family. He said, prophesy, declare God's truth to these bones and say to them, oh, I love it, dry bones, hear the what? Hear the word of the Lord. What is the word of the Lord? Truth. It's right here in front of us. It is God's word. He said, look at these drier than dry bones and say, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign uh, Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you. You will come to life. I will attach tendons to you, make flesh come upon you, cover you with skin. I'll put breath in you. You will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied, Ezekiel speaking, I prophesied, I declared God's truth as I was commanded. Isn't that interesting? Did you know that you have been commanded, I believe, to declare God's truth over your life and everyone else's life? Do you know you've been commanded to do that? That is part of your walk as a believer. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I was prophesying, there was a noise. Ooh, we know when there's a noise, something's about to happen. Sometimes we don't like the noises, but a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin appeared then, uh, uh, covered them, but there was no breath in them. And then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come breath from the four winds and breathe into these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life and stood 
stood up on their feet a vast army. How many have death in your life? And I'm not talking about someone who's passed on. I'm talking about death in your life. A situation that is destroying you. A situation that if you just look at it with your own eyes, it's going downhill. And guess who keeps telling you it's all over? Guess who keeps saying it's impossible? Guess who keeps saying there's no way out of this? Guess who keeps saying those things? Satan is. And guess who keeps believing him? And so what happens is we believe and it sinks into our heart and connects with the unbelief in our heart. Remember the father with the demon-possessed son? He said, Jesus said, you know, I can't, all things are possible for him who believes. And the, and the father said, I believe, help me overcome my what? Unbelief. See, we all have a degree of unbelief in our hearts, don't we? And see, when we start believing those lies, it connects with the unbelief in our heart. And then out of the overflow of the heart, the what? The mouth speaks. So now, if we're not careful, we're going to start doing this. This is an impossible situation. Oh, this is awful. God, don't you know how awful this is? You start stirring other people up. Uh, We better be careful. We're going to get destroyed. We better be careful. It's It's all going bad. We better watch it out. Parents do this very famously with their kids. We get a fear that something's going to happen to our children, and what do we start declaring over them? Fear, 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 fear. And guess what you're doing? You are cursing your children. Why do you think they shorten the word curse word to cuss word? Because originally what it really was was a curse. You are able. None of you would sit here today and call yourselves witches. None of you would sit here today and call yourself any of those things. But I'm going to tell you what. We all have the same kind of ability to declare life or death through our tongues based on what we believe. So either we believe life or we believe death. We believe lies or we believe the truth of God's word. Who's hearing this right now? Jesus reminds us that the words we speak are actually the overflow of our what? See, that's the thing. When one becomes a Christian, there's this expectancy that a change of speech is going to happen. And I'm not even talking about, oh, I don't cuss anymore. I don't say the really bad words anymore. No, I'm talking about where you stop cursing your own life and you stop cursing the lives of those around you by declaring Satan's lies over it. Do you know what? And Who's ready for a little survey because I love them. How many here are guilty of believing when Satan says you're a failure? Then how many have declared literally out of your mouth, I'm just a failure? How many have believed that you are worthless because the enemy has told you that? I'm worthless. Come on, people. And how many have looked yourself, maybe by yourself, you said it by yourself in a room, you just said, I'm just stupid. So stupid. Do you know what you're doing when you declare that? I'm so stupid. Yeah, you just completely changed the atmosphere over your life. You just changed, you just moved, shifted yourself in a negative direction. You're saying, oh, this is getting a little freaky. No, I'm just speaking about lies and truth. And when you declare lies over your life, lies over your children's lives, lies over the ones around you, I think it is an awful shame when I hear parents that have looked at a, told a kid that he was worthless. You're not going to amount to anything. Do you know what that's done? Not only emotionally has that begun to break them, guess what it's done to them spiritually? Why do you think in Ephesians 4.29 he emphasized, use your tongue only to do what? Build one another up. And that's not meaning prop them up. 
See, there's a difference. Propping somebody up would be like trying to make them feel better. Building them up means you get to the core issue, the spiritual, and you declare over them what is truth. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. God does have a plan for your life. I know you made a mistake. I know you have sinned, but we have a God that forgives and wants to transform your life. And I want to see you set free, and God wants to see you set free even more. Oh, who's hearing this right now? So when we walk around and we begin declaring lies over our own lives... And we begin declaring, you know, hospitals are great. Doctors are great. We talked about doctors last week. Doctors are great. But here's what happens. Doctors come in and they just, a lot of times, uh, they're just going on what they, they see in their experiences. So I'm not, I'm not trying to take away from that in any way. Praise God. I told you last week, praise God for doctors. But what happens is they just begin to declare. And how many have ever been in a situation where it's pretty, it's very unusual, and they start listing everything that it could be? And I mean, and usually all of them have a really bad outcome. They never start with the easy one first. They start with the worst one first. And who has ever heard the worst one first, even though that wasn't even what you had? But it started with the worst one. It was declared over you. You received it, and it completely shifted your day. It shifted your whole experience medically. You spent the rest of the month, the rest of the the year, until you found out what was really going on. You spent the rest of the month, the rest of the year, completely under the the condemnation and the fear of what it could be. That's what happens. And so then I see in turn people then going, they could die. We all could die. I'm not making light. We all could die. They could die. You don't understand. You don't understand. No, hold on. God is either in control or he's not. So rather than us going, oh, my word, come in. Please pray with this. Bring it to the fallen above. Why don't we go right to battle and start speaking life over that person? That he is the God that heals you. That he knew this before we ever even were out of our our mother's wombs. He he already had every day planned out. And he knows what he has set before you. And he knows what he wants to do in you and through you. So I am claiming life over you. I'm not declaring death over you. I am not going to curse you. And you say, well, how is it? Is this a, maybe you're just trying to avoid things and not live in reality. No, you want to hear this? And And the Lord really showed this to me. and I love it. If somebody's sick, I'm not going to pretend they're not sick. But what I am going to declare is this. Sickness, you have no right over this person's body. I'm not avoiding the sickness. I'm just telling the sickness what the truth is. You have no right over this body. You have no right over this life. So I'm declaring the life-giving, power-moving, almighty God life over you. Come, Holy Spirit, breathe life over this body in Jesus' name. Set this individual free. Because guess what? I don't know whether, and how many of you, we need to take one more survey. How many of us have been guilty of speaking death and curses over people or our lives at some point in time? Come on. All of us? Doesn't it say in 1 Corinthians that Jesus has victory, already won victory over the death? Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, death, where is your victory? Why are we still talking about something that's already defeated? Why do we keep speaking stuff that isn't even the truth anymore? Because who has the victory? A gentle tongue is a tree of life. But perverseness, speaking death, speaking curses, it breaks the spirit. That's Proverbs 15.4. Proverbs 18.7 says this, A fool's mouth is his destruction. 
His lips are the snare of his soul. For better understanding, you know what? What's the NIV say? The mouth of the fools are their ruin. They trap themselves with the lies they speak. Anybody guilty of trapping yourself simply because of what you were declaring over your life? Anybody sick of the lies? Anybody sick of declaring, you know, brokenness over your own child? I'll never forget. Now, I'm going to shut down after this. I was out walking. Taylor was about a year and a half old. She was our only one at the time, and I'm out walking just for exercise, I guess. And I, for a week solid, I felt like the enemy just kept taunting me how my daughter is going to suffer the same fate that I did. She's going to deal with all the junk that you've dealt with, and she's going to be beat down and blah, 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 blah. And guess what I did? I went along with it. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. God, what do I do? i got to protect her. Let me get out, get her out here, and she can walk with me. She's a year and a half old. I mean, she can, all right, just do something, Lord. You know, I, I just got to keep her from letting any of that stuff happen to her. And then pretty soon I start seeing, you know, in eating habits. Oh, that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. Don't do that. Don't eat, you, know, you don't eat. You've had enough. You've had enough. Now, folks, I'm not talking about, I'm talking about out of fear. Out of fear. And you know, every word that I would speak to her trying to keep that from happening, guess what I was heaping all over her. My child, had the Lord not convicted me, my child could very easily be a prime candidate for someone with an eating disorder. You say, what? Yeah, that's the kind of connections I'm talking about. When we heap the lies on people, they become obsessed with them in their own lives. Unless the Lord convicts them themselves. Why do you think it says the sins of the father, what? Cast down from generation to generation. Usually, have you ever noticed the person that really has a struggle with the parent usually becomes like that parent? Ever notice that? You spend your life doing your best not to be, be that parent. The more you try not to be like that parent, you become like that parent. Rather than the Lord saying, you know, when he, he says, you know, I really want you to walk in the forgiveness that I have for you. I want you to walk in that forgiveness for that parent. Stop fearing. Stop being afraid. Stop believing a lie. Stop believing the truth that I have declared. And watch what happens. Now, here's one thing that I have to say to you before we close this thing up. Who here likes miracles? Who here has experienced the miracle of salvation? Hey, we were all dead men, weren't we? Praise God we have life because of what Jesus did and is continuing to do. I like miracles, too. I'm not just talking about signs and wonders. I'm just saying miracles change lives. I believe it. I believe it. Where do miracles really begin? Well, miracles, I believe, spring out of the truth that's in our lives. Miracles spring out, I believe, when you begin to declare what God has already said. When you begin to declare what's already in place, anybody ever beg God for something? Oh, God, I promise I will never do this again. If you just move, God, I'll be at church six times a week. God doesn't want foolish talk. He wants his truth spoken. Lord, this is an impossible situation, but for those who believe all things are possible because you are the God of the impossible, and you can do it. Satan, you've already lost. I'm not listening to your lies. I'm not, I'm, I, I am who you say I am. I have what you say I have, God. And I want to thank you for that in Jesus' name. And I'm believing that God can move in this situation completely and be set free. Well, how does one get to that point? You know, if Bev Manor wants to go back out, to, out here and plow out the field and, 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 and grow corn, should she go out and plant green beans? You know, Megan Sharps wants to go out and, and, and grow potatoes. Should she plant corn? No, you plant the right seed in your heart. And what is that right seed? You plant this in your heart and let it germinate. What happens when seeds start to germinate? They change, and they change everything around them. And what starts to happen in your heart as you allow them to change everything in, in that truth to change your heart? What's going to start come pouring out of your mouth? 
truthful. I heard this statement last night, and I totally believe it. Just declaring something will not make something happen. You won't get something just because you declare it. That's called the power of positive thinking. Sorry, that's a man-made thing. But I will say this. Believing that something good is coming, a part of that is declaring it, that you believe that. Declaring that, that you believe it. How many here struggle with unbelief? How many struggle here with using your tongues to curse your own life and the life of those around you? And I'm not even saying you say a single cuss word. It's how you, it's your attitude, it's the motives, it's the fear, it's the garbage come pouring out your mouth about what isn't rather than what is. Who's guilty of it? Yes. The Lord says, no, no more lies. I want to do a, a mighty thing in you. Start declaring my truth. Speak it. Speak it over your children. Speak it over your family. Speak it over your home. Speak it over your friends. Speak it over work. Speak it over your church. For goodness sake, please speak it over your church. Speak it over everyone. Don't be a vessel of cursing. Don't be a vessel of death. Be the vessel of life he's called you to be. And you're going to see the atmosphere shift around you. Can I give you a little challenge just to watch? We've done it before. You ready? Who here's going out to eat after work? Oh, come on. Who here's going out to eat after work? Six people? I see some husbands going, can we? Tracy, can we? I've got to do what the preacher said. Come on. That really would be kind of cool. Hmm. Wherever you are today, the next time you go out to eat, do this. Whether it's just you and your wife, whether it's friends together, start, just watch. Take your inventory of what's going on around you. And then just start together, just sharing what God is doing in each other's lives and the truth of what God's doing. Challenge you. Watch what starts to happen around you. You say, what are you talking about? Because when we, we declare God's truth, you know what it does to the whole atmosphere around us? It's like an electrical charge. It changes it. Now, I'm not saying everybody's going to drop to their knees saved. Wouldn't that be awesome? Wow. And then the husband being like, we got to do this every day. No. But what I'm saying is this. You start declaring, watch what it does around your life and the lives of those around you. It's true. Do not surrender to the lies of the enemy. Amen? Amen? Who's heard something today? I have. I know I have. Lord, praise be to God. Praise be to God for your truth. Praise be to God for all that you are doing. Praise be to God for the, the way that you have taken this messed up, awful wreck of, of, of a person named Dave Chapel, and you've begun a new thing. You've made me into a new creation. Lord, I don't attain it all yet. I don't get it all right. But hallelujah, my life is being changed before my eyes. I'm not where I want to be, but I'm definitely not where I once was. And I want to declare now that God is a good God and that God is life and that he desires life in me and through me and over me and my family and those around me. God, you are good. We repent now. We confess that we've used our tongues to declare death. We repent of, of, of doing so. And we thank you, Lord, now we ask you to fill us. Fill our hearts with truth as we plant the seeds of your truth in our hearts. God, here we are. Thank you for transforming lives, that we may be transformed lives being used to transform the world. Hallelujah. Can we all just stand? We're going to sing to God be the glory one last time.